This is Sophia Bush, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Shawbell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actress, podcaster, and entrepreneur, Sophia Bush. You may know Sophia as a co-star of One Tree Hill alongside past Five Questions guest Hilary Burton, but she's also starred in movies like John Tucker Must Die and Incredibles 2. She's been a longtime environmentalist, especially now as the co-founder of Fashion Kind, a sustainable luxury fashion company. We talk about both her acting and entrepreneurial career during this podcast episode. Welcome to Five Questions, Sophia. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Even though you wanted to play for your school's volleyball team, you were required to do theater growing up. How did your experience on stage make you realize that you were meant to be an actress? I don't know if it was the immediate experience, but I think that the years that followed really slowly led me to realize that that's where my passions ignited. English was always my favorite subject. And yet I thought I was supposed to go to med school and, you know, be a, be a good first generation kid. I realized that I wanted to try something else. And I'm very, very thankful that my school called my bluff that year. I didn't even think my career was possible. Not only have you been able to follow your passion and see this new side of yourself, uh, even in childhood, to be an actress, but you've gravitated towards fashion and entrepreneurship as well as the co-founder of the luxury fashion company, Fashion Kind. When did you originally connect with the co-founder and how do you both complement each other? I was actually 2017 and we met because a friend of mine went to business school with her and just said, listen, this woman wants to change fashion and, and its global impact. For me, there's also the sort of lifelong admiration for the art of it. I have such respect for fashion and also the world of fast fashion is really kind of destroying the planet. I have no idea how to be a person who needs to use it for my work, but also wants to change it. I I just was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm one person. How does this work? And I was introduced to Nina Farron and she said, you know, I'm starting this company called Fashion Kind. The reality is that if you want to create change in markets, you have to create change at the upper echelons. We started really getting crafty on what that could look like. And I've been working behind the scenes with her for two and a half years. We've been able to track trends in what people are buying and how their shopping is changing through this year of working from home. And we're really, really excited about just entering some new ideas and data points into the conversation around how we consume and what we consume. That feels like a really exciting conversation to, you know, play this small part in. Yeah, I love that. And especially because you're an environmental activist and you mentioned various stats, like I'm a stat person myself and I believe Don't that data- Data is, I'm a data data geek. Did you have that type of education going into this business? And what skills do you think you learned as an actress or experience that that you had that you can bring into this company? And then what do you think from this company you can learn and apply to your career as an actress? I am always studying data. I love stats. I love percentages. I love information. I love to know what's happening globally, how things are changing, how things are trending, learning some of the stats in environmental work and also in human rights work. I thought, okay, there have to be some story points we can connect for people. 
because most people don't know this stuff. Most people aren't being given this information and people are busy going to work, providing for their families. I really believe that one of the things I'm good at when we hear about the number of garment workers who were killed in a factory in Bangladesh because it collapsed, when we hear about people who've died in fires in these same working environments, we have to remember their humanity. We have to know how our purchases, which feel inconsequential, might be affecting those people being harmed. I'm a storyteller. I can come in and talk to my partner who is an incredible MBA mind and say, this is how we have to explain this story to people. I have the privilege of this platform. So I get to be a megaphone for issues like this. I get to talk about human rights in terms of fashion, in terms of environmental justice, in terms of equity. And if I get to make those connections for people, then that, that gives real purpose to my career. I think it makes sense. And I call myself a data storyteller. And I assume yeah. that you can say the same about yourself is using data to tell the story because data gives mm -hmm. the story credibility. People want to work for or buy from mm -hmm. brands that have the same values as them. How did you originally get to be an environmental justice advocate? And how does fashion kind of address these issues specifically? The environment was really what kicked off all of my social activism in the first place. I grew up in Southern California. My entire life, my best memories have revolved around being outside, experiencing nature. And by no means do I believe I'm an environmental justice expert, but what I am is a person who shows up to learn from environmental justice experts. Communities of color are disproportionately harmed by environmental injustice. Women and girls are disproportionately harmed by environmental injustice. These things are so important to us to connect and illuminate. And so in figuring out how to have those conversations about housing justice, about food access as justice, all of these things root back to the environment. We think about fashion as a frivolity, but we all wear clothes every single day. Clothing is as essential to human life as sleep. And if we can begin to understand that what we wear affects other people, we can begin to make more conscious choices. Not only is it about brands that work sustainably in their environments or that harvest materials sustainably or that dye their materials sustainably, but it's about how do we sustain the human beings who are doing better so that they can continue to do so and so that they can continue to provide for their families. I do agree that people want to know how things are made and grown mm -hmm. now between fashion and food. You're elevating messages and data that would not get the airtime because they mm -hmm. did, because a lot of people who are the researchers usually don't have the big platforms. Right. <laughs> and a right? lot of people with big platforms don't love data. But I do. And I'm like, cool, I'm just going to go talk about it all the time to everyone who will listen to me. And finally, what is your best piece of career advice? You and I both, whether we realized it or not, as we were getting into the early stages of our careers, learned to be flexible. We stayed curious, we got creative, and we kind of forged our own roads by responding to what was happening in real time. Everybody out there is always like, follow your passion. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Passions change, but if you can follow what you're curious about, if you pay attention to what you spend the most of your free time doing, that might lead you into a portion of your career or into a deepening of your career. And also nobody wants to talk about it these days because everybody just wants to seem like it just happened because that's like a cool thing to do on Instagram or something. I hate that. You have to work really, really hard. 
You have to be willing to start at the bottom. You have to be willing to bust your ass and learn. You know, you, you don't get to start at the top ever. I think it's having a real work ethic. And I think it's being willing to respond to your curiosity as a clue, which requires flexibility, but will certainly lead you to more interesting places than you might have imagined. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Sophia. To follow her journey, you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where she shares her political and social views, conversations, family, and company updates. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash danshawbell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. 